Welcome to the podcast. We are moving right along, and today, Dr. Ruth begins her teaching on the book of Deuteronomy. After about 40 years in the desert, what is happening to the nation of Israel? Well, here is Dr. Ruth with the introduction. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! This is Dr. Ruth, and I am super excited that you are joining me today to begin this phenomenal teaching out of the book of Deuteronomy. One of my, in fact, my favorite book out of the five books of Moses, which include the book of Genesis through Deuteronomy. So I am very, very excited about this teaching because we will learn a lot about God, about Moses, and about life in general. Okay, so let us go over some introductory points which will lay the foundation for when I begin to teach into the book. To begin, the word Deuteronomy, which is the title of the book, means the second law or the restated law. This is referring to the Mosaic law, which is the law that God gave Moses at Mount Sinai, which we have already covered through the book of Exodus or through the books of Exodus all the way to the book of Numbers. We have gone over all of the laws. However, keep in mind that even though the meaning Deuteronomy means second law or restated law, please take note that it is not a new law that we will go over in this book. Rather, it's a restating of the law that God had already given Moses. In other words, it is an exposition or explanation or expounding, whichever word you choose to use, of the law which God had already given Moses. And we will find out when we get into the different chapters in this book that Moses will expound on the law. He would offer more revelation or explanation of the laws which we had already gone over from the books of Exodus through Numbers. Again, this will really highlight the notion of progressive revelation, which I have been teaching throughout the last four books of the Bible. If you recall, progressive revelation, meaning that God revealed himself to the nation of Israel in a progressive manner over a process of time. And like I had said before, the full revelation of the person of God uh, was seen in the person Jesus Christ. But in these first five books of the Bible, God slowly revealed his holy laws to the nation of Israel through Moses. So when we come to the various chapters and verses in the book of Deuteronomy, we will encounter more of that progressive revelation. We will have a better understanding or a better revelation 
of certain specific laws, the rationale behind those laws, God's heart for those laws. So we will learn all of that, which is why I am so excited because if you have been following this uh, teaching in context, meaning that if you had listened to the book of Genesis through Numbers, this book will really give you a balanced or a contextual perspective of the Mosaic literature, meaning that the writings of Moses, because this book puts it together. If you had struggled with some of the laws that God gave Moses or with some of the concepts that we had gone over in the last four books, this book will really explain it much better. And, and it will give you a much better revelation that way you can walk away having a better and a contextual understanding of the laws that God gave Moses and how that fit into God's big picture of redemption. Because the whole Bible, from the book of Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation, has one major significant theme. is the story of God's love, the story of God's redemption of his chosen children, beginning with the children of Israel, and now to us. It's truly a love story, how God redeemed us after the fall of Adam and Eve. So that is the big picture of the entire Bible. Okay, moving on here. So why did Moses expound on the book of Deuteronomy? Or what was the purpose for the second law or the restated law? Before I get into the four major reasons why Moses had to expound on this law, some background is necessary. If you recall, like I discussed in the book of Numbers, the first generation of the Israelites had all died in the wilderness due to their disobedience towards God, and God had uh, pronounced a final judgment towards them, and the Lord had said that their children will be raised up to go possess the promised land. So the book of Deuteronomy will open with uh, Moses essentially, essentially rather, giving his last sermon, okay, to a brand new generation, anywhere from their early 20s to their early 40s. So this is the second generation Israelites that Moses will be, preaching too, okay? And also it had been 40 years. Moses had been in the wilderness with the first generation Israelites. He had seen their disobedience. He had seen the, the miraculous power of the Lord. And Moses really knew he was coming towards the end of his life. He knew he would die. So he really had a heartfelt, heartfelt love for the Israelites. So he really wanted to restate the law so they get it. Okay, so he really was restating the law to the new generation. And the last background information I want to highlight is the fact that this new generation Israelites were very eager. They were hungry to go and possess the land. So Moses wanted to feed them strengthen their faith, 
encourage them and give them hope that God is with them. So uh, that explains the background why Moses had to give this speech. So there are four major reasons why Moses had to expound on the law. Okay, number one, like I said earlier, Moses' death was coming up soon. So transfer of leadership to Joshua was imminent. Moses was about to pass on the baton to Joshua. So he needed to give his final sermon. Second reason is for the preservation of the nation of Israel. Like I explained earlier, Moses, I had said this all over, Moses was a type of Christ. His love for the nation of Israel was evident. We had gone over that, uh, especially in the book of Numbers. Moses really had to sit them down to lecture them over and over and to repeat himself and reminded them of God's faithfulness, God's love, God's covenant relationship with them. Okay? Covenant here means that a covenant is a mutual agreement between two parties. In this situation, the mutual agreement, which really was the law that God gave Moses, was between the nation of Israel and God. So Moses really wanted to highlight God's character and his qualities to remind this new generation about the covenant that God had with them. But of course, moving forward as New Testament believers, we have inherited the blessings because of Abraham. And today, God's covenant, which includes his laws in the Old and New Testaments, pertain to us likewise. We will discuss more of that as we proceed in the various chapters in the book of Deuteronomy. The third reason why Moses had to expound on this law was so that the Israelites could rededicate themselves to the living God. Okay, and the fourth reason is obvious because he really wanted to highlight God's faithfulness and God's love for them as his chosen people. So those were, were the four major reasons why Moses had to repeat this law to this new generation. So moving on here, who is the author of the book of Deuteronomy? It is obvious, church tradition, i.e. the body of Christ, including the Jews believe uh, firmly that the author is Moses. Moses uh, wrote the writings in the book of Deuteronomy, except the last few verses that talked about his death or after he had died. Uh, most Bible scholars believed that that last part was written by Joshua. Who was the audience of uh, the book of Deuteronomy? I had already mentioned that Moses was addressing the nation of Israel at large, and that audience also includes us today because we, as a body of believers, New Testament Christians, we have a covenant relationship with God through Christ. And Jesus Christ really highlighted this in the New Testament, how he died on the cross, the shedding of his blood uh, represent the covenant, the new covenant that we have with God through Jesus Christ, who is the fulfillment of all of these laws that God gave Moses. And I had explained that over and over. 
There are four major themes in the book of Deuteronomy. There are many sub-themes, but I'm going to discuss the four major themes. And as we get into the teaching, some of the sub-themes uh, will manifest. Theme number one, it is that of the covenant, the renewal of the covenant between God and the nation of Israel. All right? This book will highlight the relationship that God really had with this nation of Israel, like we had talked about in the book of Exodus. God would call out the nation of Israel among the pagan nation, and he would mold and shape them through his holy laws so that they can reflect his character for the other pagan nations to see. So the nation of Israel was chosen to reflect God's holy character, okay? So that the pagan nations that were in the earth at that time would see the manifestation of God's holiness through the nation of Israel. That way they would come to a true realization that there is really only one God, the true living God of the heavens and the earth who had manifested himself through his holy laws to the nation of Israel. So that relationship was grounded on, on, on uh, that premise. The second major theme is that of free will. I had talked about free will over and over. And I even talked about the fact that the book of Numbers really highlighted the notion of free will because there are many Christians who don't either, they don't like the notion of free will or the doctrine of free will, I might add, because it's a doctrine. For those of you who are unaware, doctrine just means a teaching. In this case, the, the doctrine of free will is a teaching that is uh, evident across every book in the Bible, meaning that God has given mankind a choice to accept him or to reject him. Each of us has a choice. Even unbelievers are given a choice to accept God's free gift, Jesus Christ, and come into a relationship with God or to reject that. And even us who are believers who have accepted to have a relationship with God through Christ and we are indwelt by the Holy Spirit, we still have a free choice to walk in obedience in accordance with God's law as stated throughout the Bible, thereby positioning ourselves to receive the countless blessings and promises of God, or we have the choice to reject God's law, walk in disobedience, and then deal with the consequences. And I had talked about this over and over. And I had talked about the fact that as New Testament believers, God is not going to strike us dead because of disobedience, but his favor, his protection will be lifted out of our life and we will be on our own and our wrong choices, disobedience and practice of sin will open the door for the enemy Satan to come into our lives and wreak havoc. I had said that over and over. I know that some people don't like it when I say that over and over, but you know, I'm sorry. God says that over and over in the Bible. Every book in the Bible, every chapter in the Bible talks about disobedience and obedience and the consequences. So as a teacher of the word of God, I have to say that likewise, because God takes this seriously. So the notion of free will 
our choices, consequences for obeying God and for disobeying God are all embedded in the pages in the book of Deuteronomy. And that is the second major theme of this book. The third major theme of this book is that of history, which is paramount. And I had said that throughout, especially in the book of Leviticus and Numbers, about the importance of memory. We will find out in the book of Deuteronomy that Moses, in his final speech, would focus on history. He would relay the history of the nation of Israel till the present time, meaning the present time right before his death. And he would use that history of the nation of Israel to teach them about consequences for obeying God and for disobeying God. So history is important to God and to our relationship with God because through our history as Christians, we can look back and grow and learn from our mistakes if we choose to. Okay, the fourth major theme in this book is that of caring for the poor, underprivileged, as we will learn how God would give Moses special commands or commandments or special ordinances for the Israelites to not forget the poor Israelites among them when they go into the promised land. God would also give instructions to care for the widow, the orphans, the foreigners, the disabled people among them, and the elderly. Again, highlighting God's love and compassion for the underprivileged. We will learn that here. Okay, so when uh, was the timeline when this book was written? Generally, it is accepted that the book of Deuteronomy was written right around uh, 1400 BC. Depending on um, which translation, you look at some uh, translations, say, uh, 1405 to 1407. So it is fair to say the timeline is uh, right around 1400 to 1407 BC. BC here means before Christ. So let us go over some other important factors or important considerations I want for you to keep in mind before we get into the book of Deuteronomy. Number one, as we proceed, keep in mind that the principles we will learn out of this book are still applicable 100% today. You will find out that almost every chapter in this book is repeating what we have already gone through in the previous books of Moses, okay, such as Genesis Leviticus, Exodus. So this book is a lot of repeat, like I had already explained, but I had explained the purpose because as a teacher myself, and again, some of you may not like this, a good teacher will repeat things over and over in a different way so that you really get it. Because this entire book of Deuteronomy is repeating the same information, at times verbatim, word for word, but that is good because the more you listen to the same information, the chances are it will take root in your soul. And we know the basic Bible principle. Faith comes by hearing, 
hearing by the word of God. So there will be a lot of repeating of information here. And that will hopefully help us to grow and to really consider that God takes this seriously. And like I mentioned earlier, as we approach this book, also keep in mind that this book was like a treaty between two parties, God and the nation of Israel. And now we are like the third party because these principles are still applicable to us today because we are in a new covenant. Like I mentioned earlier, Jesus Christ is in the center and the Holy Spirit indwells us. In fact, we are in a better covenant today compared to the nation of Israel. So we really have no excuse with regards to applying God's laws into our lives. Then, also, as we go through these pages, we will truly have a better revelation of how God, even in his foreknowledge, knowing all things, would prophesy that the children of Israel would reject him but yet he would even give provisions that if they would turn around and ask for forgiveness, he would accept. Boy, that really speaks to my heart. How loving God is and how faithful God is. Okay? Other things to keep in mind about this book, which in my view is the most significant thing for you to remember. The book of Deuteronomy is the second most cited book in the New Testament. Did you know that? Let me repeat that. The book of Deuteronomy is the second most cited book in the Bible. I know some of you are curious, so what is the first? <laughs> the number one, let me just give you this answer right now. I know you're curious. The number one cited book is the book of Psalms, okay? the book of Psalms, one of my favorites as well. And in fact, in my private time right now, I am studying the book of Psalms. So this book of Deuteronomy, being the second most cited book, tells you something already about this book, like I have been explaining in this introduction, which is why I am taking my time to, to, to elaborate more in this introduction so I can really prepare you that what we are about to learn in this book is so significant. And in, in my own personal time, studying and preparing for this teaching, I walked away from this book of Deuteronomy, even though I have read this book, I don't know, maybe over a hundred times, I walked away this time just being filled by the Lord. I, I walked away with a sense of richness because Moses did a phenomenal job in this book. I am so excited because you will learn a lot I mean, this book will offer a lot of clarity to you, okay? Just highlighting why it is the most, it, it is the second rather most cited book in the New Testament by the apostles. And check it out. The book of Deuteronomy is the one book that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ cited the most out of all the books in the Old Testament. Did you know that? Again, that tells you something about this book of Deuteronomy. If Jesus Christ, glory to God, who is our Redeemer, our Savior, God himself in the flesh, thought very highly of this book and cited out of the book of Deuteronomy more than any other Old Testament book, 
Don't you think this is powerful? Don't you think this is significant? I think so. Okay, because Jesus relied on the teachings out of the book of Deuteronomy when he overcame Satan in the wilderness. Most of you are aware about the temptation of Christ in the wilderness. Jesus quoted out of the book of Deuteronomy, man shall not live by bread alone. Okay? You shall worship one God. All of Jesus' quotation to the enemy came from the book of Deuteronomy. Isn't that powerful? So, this progressive revelation of God in the book of Deuteronomy is powerful. So, so, so as we approach the book of Deuteronomy, think, think of it like this. Think of it like if you are a parent, you had trained and schooled your kids about the laws of God. Hopefully you have because the Bible tells us believers to train our kids in the ways of the Lord. And when they become older, they will not depart from it. So let's assume you have done your job as a parent and you have trained your kids in biblical principles. And now your children have grown and they have become adult and they have moved out of your house, they're gone. And now you have the blessed privilege to raise their kids or to raise your grandkids. You would hopefully reteach your grandkids the same godly principles that you taught your kids in the first place who had grown gotten out of the house, and are successful today. So as we approach this book of Deuteronomy, keep that basic example in mind that you are reteaching your grandkids the laws of God and, and open your heart to receive it. Approach this book with much expectation to receive from the Lord because God will. So as we come to this conclusion, I am really excited. I am fired up to just... To just let the Lord walk through me to teach you all of the principles, the immutable principles that Moses passed down to the children of Israel and how we can take those principles and apply them in our lives today and expect godly results. Because God is faithful. God is no respecter of persons. God is after obedience. If you obey God, you allow the Holy Spirit to mold and shape you. The outcome is that you will experience godly results in your life. In Jesus' name. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just lift up every listener today to your throne. I stand in the gap on their behalf. We thank you for these lessons that we are ready to learn from you in the book of Deuteronomy. Our hearts are open. We are ready to sit at the feet of Jesus to learn. Holy Spirit, we ask you to give us revelation. Teach us how to apply these principles in our lives because we want to obey you, because we love you. We thank you because by faith we believe this prayer is answered. In Jesus' name, everybody says amen.